welcome to Two Cents Worth. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. My name is Tamara Stiller, and today we are talking legal and finance. We're joined by some incredible local business owners, one being Emma Bowdler from The Women's Accountant. Now, I love this because Emma's passion really is in working with small business owners and she's no nonsense, no BS, you know, really just straight down the line and tells you what you need to know and helps to give you a voice. You know, when we're a business owner, we might be really thriving in the area of our expertise, but in work communicating with our small idea business owners out to um, out to the world is another thing. Uh, and then we're also joined by Peter Gray from Enterprise Legal. Now, once again, no BS, no nonsense. I'm loving that we've got these ladies here to help us chat about finances today and legal stuff. That's the official term. Um, And Peter, look, she works specifically with businesses, from small businesses to micro businesses, you know, the mum and dad micro business, uh, up to government and uh, larger corporations. So a wealth of experience and knowledge here at our fingertips today. So ladies, welcome. Thanks for having us, Tam. Um, having us. I'm excited about this. This is an area I certainly don't know much about. And at these, in these crazy times when we have our businesses, we're really going to need some guidance. So we're hoping that we can ask some questions today that will help people be informed correctly about what we need to know. Um, Emma, can we start with you today? Why did you get into accounting? What is it that you love about what you do? Because I love to get to know not just a business title, but the people behind it. Tell us what lights you up about what you do. Sure. So I've been in public practice now since 2006. I started, I actually did my degree as a mature age student, as a single mum to two little girls. And over the course of, of that, I started in reception and then I was thrown a little bit of bookkeeping on the side and found not only did I really enjoy it, I was actually really good at it. So we, our business, um, has been going for 10 years now. The Women's Accountant is a new brand. That really was just a brand for me. So when we come to Toowoomba, I looked at who was already here and what they were doing. And, you know, I think there's more than 90 accountancy practices in Toowoomba. But I had a look at my own database and it really worked out who I work best with and that was women in business. So, you know, they might be the wife of a plumber or, you know, they might have their own beauty, hair, any of those types of industries running their own show. So I think the the real passion for me is to take all of the BS out of the accounting space and deliver what my clients need in a way that they can understand really easily Mm -hmm. and make them fall in love with their numbers. I think if you can really nut down into, you know, what's profitable and what's not, it really changes the entire outlook on somebody's business and, and you know, helps them make their dreams a reality. That's amazing. I, mm. I want to give you credit, first of all, the things you've overcome. I think that makes you very relatable. And I know that at this time, numbers are really going to be changing for a lot of businesses. So I, for one, as I shared before, this is not the area I feel really strong or confident in. And the last thing I want to do is go to somebody where I feel small, I feel silly, I feel foolish for not knowing these things. So um, yeah, I, I love that 
that it's something that I typically wouldn't see as a conversation I would feel comfortable about become comfortable. Absolutely. I want to, sorry. Sorry, Adam. I'd like to give you credit for a really good 60-second pitch. You came, you brought that off, and I'm like, man, I want to go to you. That's excellent. <laughs> no, not you. You can't. No. <laughs> do you work with Do you work with men as well, though? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've worked with a lot of trainees actually, and, <laughs> and funnily enough, um, Shane's my latest recruit. But a, a lot of the a lot of the businesses that I do work with it might often be the men who are on the tools, so to speak, if they're a trainer. Yes. But it is the wife who is doing the wages, doing the bass. Um, yeah. It's not common for a, a woman to come to me and say, oh, and, you know, Shane wants us to get more work. How do we go about doing that? So a lot of that, the behind-the-scenes stuff is very much left up to the women and then they're the ones who seek me out for that kind of advice. Yeah, it is really a partnership. So, um, Peter, I again, I want to ask that question, what lights you up about what you do? Yeah, look, um, similar to M in a lot of so um, myself and my business partner, Shanae, uh, started Enterprise Legal about two and a half years ago now, um, which is very young in terms of law firms in Toowoomba. We've got a few law firms in town who've been going for more than 100 years. So um, similar to M said about the numbers for accountants, there's 58 law firms, I think, in Toowoomba at last count. So wow. Um, I think the general population really underestimates what a centre Toowoomba is for professional services. Yes. And- massive chunk um, of the local market, accountants and lawyers alone make up. Um, then you've got to add financial planners and people like that in. Um, so I suppose when we started, like M, we were like, well, who do we work well with? And what what sets us apart from the other, you know, 57 law firms um, mm. doing the same old thing? You know, it, it's not going to get us very far. So Shana and I are very um, no BS and, and that straightforward approach, but especially about we, we really believe that legal services aren't a cookie cutter approach. Um, everyone's business is different. Everyone's backstory is different. What people are trying to achieve from their business is different. Mm. The biggest mistake that we see lawyers and accountants for that matter, not, not and other accountants, um, make is that they just apply this kind of generic, don't get to know the people, the business advice. Um, and, so I suppose we set out really wanting to offer something different in that market where we can really get to know people and invest the time in doing that. Um, it's not a popular approach among all firms because you can't charge for a lot of that relationship-based to know people stuff. Um, but I suppose that is why Enterprise Legal takes a really long-term view of our clients. You know, we're not chasing the next thousand dollar file um and then you know in and out and see you later where we're trying to build long-term relationships with the local businesses around town that will still have these clients in 10 and 20 and 30 years time so love that what lights me up is trying to see people really take their business um to the next level and being part of that journey and you know i think i really respect that there are businesses who've been here for a long time they are established but the, the other thing about Toowoomba, you know, having not been born and bred here, is that it, it only helps us to grow as a community when we have fresh blood, when we have an injection of new ideas and new thoughts, and we are seeing that emerge in the fabric of Toowoomba. Definitely. So, Peter, can I start with when we're looking at everything that's happening at the moment, 
what's your view on businesses being able to hibernate, which we've heard yeah. a lot about? Yeah, so it is an interesting question. We have heard a fair bit about it. Um, and I suppose my view is, is that it sounds good in principle um, and it definitely has some merit. Um, but I think that there is a dangerous flip side um, of hibernation in that while the business might be practically hibernating and that might look at, you know, the doors are shut, employees are stood down and things like that, um, it's really important for business owners not to hibernate. It's not time to have a six months sitting at home watching Netflix because the business is hibernating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to use this time to try and get on top of your business and work on a, I'm kind of referring it to it as a resurgence strategy. Um, mm-hmm. So in our business, um, Shane and I, there's kind of two, have two priorities at the moment. So there's a priority which is keeping our business going throughout this time. I mean, obviously, you know, to be completely transparent, 90% of our clients are small, medium businesses. So it, it has severely impacted us because a lot of our clients are suffering at the moment. Yes. Of our clients are. So there's a whole strategy around what that looks like. But then there's a separate strategy around, well, how, when this is over, how are we going to return bigger and better and ready to scale up and, and you know, not just get back to where the business was pre-corona, but exceed it. So I suppose that that's really important, I think, that as long as people are hibernating in a sense, I, it would be it would be the wrong decision for them to just go right. Well, okay, everything's on pause. I'll just once the switch goes back on and the government says we can start trading again, everything will go back to normal. Um, because I don't think that'll be the case unless you really put that effort in in the interim. I'd agree with that, Pete. That's definitely a lot of conversations that I'm having with with a lot of my clients. And as you know, as a small business owner you never really get the opportunity to work on your business. You know, we're often, as I said before, we are on the tools doing the stuff that, you know, gets the income coming in. But, you know, as absolutely devastating as this entire situation is, it is a really good opportunity for businesses to step back from their business, Mm. have a look at what's working for them, what has worked in the past, what things haven't worked so much and how they can change that coming out the other side. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that, that you think businesses can really do to survive COVID-19? Oh, look, I think for me, a cash is king. Um, it's it's the absolute ultimate. Uh, so I guess for me is, is being definitely proactive about what you're doing how you're delivering your service, if you are able to pivot that business model to still get income coming in, I think that's really, really important. Um, You know, have a look, really, really detailed look at your outgoings and if there's anything in there that is not necessary to business survival. So we're talking survival here, Mm -hmm. you know. We don't know how long this is going to last. It could be three months, it could be six months. So every single dollar you need to scrutinise and ask yourself if you really need to spend that money. Yeah, and I think flowing on from that, it is this um, the other kind of theme that's been talked about a lot in the last few weeks is wait and see, wait and see. The government's making announcements knots at the moment, although they have slowed down the last couple of days, so there's meant to be a whole lot today. But, I mean, again, no, don't 
don't wait and see. Be proactive. Look at your own numbers. Work out your worst case scenario. And then, sure, if, if, you, if you then do stand to benefit from one of the schemes that the government's already announced or will probably continue to announce because, let's be frank, there'll be more, right? that's a bonus. But you've already worked out your bottom line as if you're not eligible for any of those things. And you've, you've got to be able to make it work or know that you can't make it work without those things. Um, I do think, uh, you know, and it probably speaks to the psychological response that, you know, everyone's dealing with this in a different way, but there is a big segment of the population who are in the, oh, let's just wait and see, I'll be handed the information as I need it and that will all work out okay for me. Um, That's just not the case at the moment. You need to be more proactive than ever as a business owner, to be really honest. It sounds to me like the um, the whole hibernation uh, label that has been put on this is is uh, is a little bit misleading. Like if we think of it more as a yes. you know it's raining outside, so now we've got to come in and get our paperwork in order. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's a bit more of a, a more helpful metaphor, as it were. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the hibernation, you know, terminology because like, it does imply that you just pick up where you left off. Mm. That's not going to be the case at all, I don't think, for, for very, very, very few businesses. Yeah, small business as we know it will change forever as a result of this and we need to plan for it. You know, mm. I would rather people plan for the worst and then, you know, at least be ahead coming out the other side. If we if we always do things after the fact, we're never going to be that foot in front, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the government stimulus packages that are available? Could you explain that to us who are like, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Funny, I actually did a webinar on this the other day. So the only one that is concrete yet is the second stimulus package package that uh, the government did announce. So for that one, they have offered income support for individuals. So those people who have been stood down are eligible to claim the new start allowance, which is a package directly through Centrelink. Mm-hmm. And the base rate, I think, of that is $565 for a single person with no children per fortnight. But they have said that they will offer a coronavirus stimulus, which is $550 a fortnight. So essentially it's about $1,100 per fortnight for a single person with no children who've been stood down. Now, they did increase the income limits. That is partner income tested. That was initially $48,000. They've they've lifted that up to about $79 now. They've reduced the red tape. Typically, if you go on Newstart, you need to wait 12 weeks to be eligible to get that one. Um, What their website says is that that should be approved within a week. If that's the reality of it or not, I don't know. Um, But the big one for small business is the 100% refund on the PAYG withholding up to $50,000. So, and that will play into the March bounce as we head into that. So what they're saying is if you have um, paid wages to your employees, every business will be eligible for a minimum of $10,000, which is a credit. Now, again, Adam, you spoke about the the advertising. This was a key cock up to use my words, uh, from the age group. They did call this a cash boost 
it mm. is not cash, okay? <laughs> you will not receive $10,000 into your bank. It is a credit to the ATO account. So, for instance, if you have a GST and PAYG bill of $15,000 for the quarter, the ATO will credit $10,000 back to that and you're still going to owe them five. So I've got lots and lots of inquiries about that one um, and people are thinking that it's cash in the bank. You will only get cash in the bank where you don't owe the ATO any other money and the, that credit actually ends up in a refund position. So if you lodge quarterly, that should be a minimum, even if you don't need to withhold, uh, $10,000 for the March quarter and then there should be another $5,000 for the June quarter and then another $5,000 for the September quarter. There is, um, the if you're a monthly lodger, that changes slightly as well. Uh, you would receive those credits based on your monthly um withholding so that's the big one the other one that they have announced which i won't go too much into is the $1,500 job keeper package so this is all about um encouraging businesses to rehire or re-employ those people that they had to stand down that is a minimum uh, that is a maximum payment Actually, no, it is only one payment of $1,500 per fortnight per employee. So if you have an employee who earns less than that, you've still got to pay them the $1,500. That one is taxable, okay? Um, so your employees aren't going to get $1,500. The tax on that fortnightly, I think, with the tax-free threshold is $192. So uh, that's a really great initiative. Business owners need to know that that is paid in arrears. So even you've got to fit the bill. I think, did we work out, Pete, it's for six weeks? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So six weeks yeah. to employ those people and then you will get a credit back for that in May. Eligibility for that one is that your business has to have had a reduction in turnover of 30% or more for businesses who turn over less than $1 billion dollars. Now, that one's not law yet. Uh, it's due to sit in Parliament tomorrow. I've been watching the Treasury fact sheets really closely and they have changed at least mm. six times since they initially come out. Yeah. So we can certainly, you know, keep everybody updated as to what that looks like and what people might be eligible for that one. I just need to note that they are at this stage looking to extend that to sole traders as well as people in partnerships, trustees, as well as directors who take dividends as opposed to share, um, as opposed to wages. But it is only for one director I read this morning. So there's a couple of things that got going. That's great. Thank you so much. The point I would just add to Emma's, um, because I think the most kind of contentious one is this 1500. It's certainly stressing a lot of my clients out. Um, because again, I, to use Emma's phrase, it was a bit of a cock up for the government to come out and announce this basically while, when nothing about it has been agreed or determined, um, it's got everyone very worked up. It's got a lot of business owners trying to use crystal balls and work out how it's going to impact them and make decisions now when none of us know what's going to happen in parliament tomorrow. Um, what actually gets passed could end up being quite different to a lot of these things that have been hypothesised so far. Um, the big one that I've seen clients getting stressed about is, like Emma said, 
if you do opt in, you have to find the money to pay employees and some, many of whom you might not have been paying $1,500 a fortnight to for six weeks. That is not for a lot of businesses in the current climate. You you cannot find six weeks of increased wages and wait until the government gives gives it back to you. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty around whether you're going to be forced to do it um, or whether you can opt in. I think the last week it was all about you can opt in, whereas in the last couple of days a lot more of the commentaries have been around, no, no, you're going to be forced to do it. Um, so, I mean, I've had clients who are going, oh, quick, we better fire all the casuals. They're currently stood down. We better fire them because if we're forced to opt in, we live yeah. for six weeks. So it's really created a lot of unnecessary panic. Mm-hmm. Um, my overall comment on that is don't do anything. <laughs> don't do anything because nothing has been decided. Wait mm-hmm. been decided and then listen to information that M and I and everyone else, your own professional advisors puts out. Um, and then work with them to make the decisions that are best for your business at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine for employers just going, what do we do with these employees now? And, yeah, it's, it's Peter, huge. can I just ask, like we, we've, we've spoken a lot about, um, you know, the, the, the bigger scheme of things and how the virus is affecting um, medium and, and small businesses across across the board. But I'd like to know for you personally, how have you, pivoted your business and how has it affected you personally um, yeah. with with regards to your clients? Like you said, you, that, that, that 90% of your clients have been massively affected. What what strategies have you put in place um, to, to overcome that? Yeah, well, that's a really good question, Adam. Um, and, you know, like Shane and I pride ourselves on being transparent. So we're happy, I'm happy to be quite transparent in answering that question. Hmm. I said before, um, all it doesn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> to work out that you know we only deal with businesses. Um, so unlike other firms who might have more diversified client offerings, um, we all of our pretty much I would say ninety five percent of our clients have been significantly affected. Mm. Um, not just kind of minor. Oh yeah, we've noticed a bit of a downturn, um, but massively. So I mean, we act for a heap of clients in the gym and fitness industry a heap in the events industry um, and the wedding kind of sector. Um, so all of those guys were kind of immediately overnight, they, they lost their entire incomes and their entire businesses. Um, then there's a lot of, you know, restaurant owners, hospitality owners, retail workers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's a whole nother tier of professional advisors and people who advise them who are equally, people don't have money to spend on getting professional advice at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, arguably need it more than ever they don't have money to to spend on it at the moment mm-hmm. so the impacts really are very far reaching um other aspect of our business because we do a lot of um construction shane is a construction specialist a lot of projects so we had a lot of projects ready to kick off um in the next couple of months now they haven't been taken off the table but they've been put on pause at the moment because and you know, that is obviously the right decision for those clients to make because we need to wait and see what the impacts to the construction industry are going to be. Mm. Point starting a brand new multi-million dollar construction project and being told next week that no construction is also being shut down and they have to go home. So um, for us, it was overnight. I mean, it was the two weeks Monday yesterday. Um, I it was uh, we described it as carnage. <laughs> um, the phones ran off the hook. Um, we our clients 
who were just dealing with, you know, their own despair about what that that round of announcements had been made. Um, and then obviously that was very emotionally challenging for us because, like, you know, is evident. We do have a genuine passion for helping people and our clients, some of who have had built extremely successful businesses um, over decades, they honestly lost it overnight. And mm. I think people who go, oh, it's okay, they're kind of getting money now and then when we all get going again and things will be right, um, you just, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's just um, for some people, and, and this is, I suppose, the crux of the issue, is none of us know where the cards are going to fall at the moment because mm. Knows how long this is going to go on for, but really it is a war of attrition, um, and it will just be that certain businesses will get too far behind if this goes on for too long. That there won't really be any coming back. You know, mm. get a business into a position where you know it's going to take you five or ten years to trade out of it. Um, a lot of people just won't be bothered to do that. To be honest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. time and effort and emotional energy um, to do that. So. Um, but at the moment, again, things could change and we could be back to certain industries operating, you know, and we're not talking Australia-wide or certainly everything back to normal, but we could definitely be at a point where certain industries are back operating in more of a capacity in, you know, even three, four, five months. So um, it's really at the moment we've just got to take every day, as you can see. But um, to answer your question, yeah, the impact has been significant. Um, in terms of what we're doing, sorry, I did get a bit sidetracked there. To pull away. Um, we uh, we did exactly what Emma said. So we did a full audit of our finances that, that Monday when everyone rang us and we basically lost, you know, the majority of our confirmed work. Um, we did a full audit. We got rid of everything that wasn't absolutely essential. Mm. We pulled all of our reserves and worked out what pool of money we had and how long that'll get us through to. Now, we did that before the government announced any of those incentives. So we kind of knew what our bottom line was without any of that. And then obviously some of those things will will help us. Um, But, I mean, again, you've got to have context around it. You know, like I know some people are going, oh, businesses shouldn't be complaining. I mean, I've had landlords who uh, this is tenants who I act for go, don't complain. You're getting all these handouts. You know, you, you don't. You shouldn't get a rent reduction. I mean, we're talking maybe ten thousand dollars. I mean, some of my businesses have lost two hundred thousand dollars a month turnover. Mm-hmm. So I mean, ten thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars for an employee. It's it's a drop in the bucket. To be mm-hmm. honest, they're used to turning over. Um, and not that our business is quite in that level just yet, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like again, those those incentives they sound good and praise the government for doing it but it's not when you break it down it's not it's not going to be the difference of people surviving or or not in most cases Mm. you you touched on something there peter and i'm going to ask emma this question because i heard you speak this morning the naysayers who say oh she'll be right in a couple of weeks i'm not going to take any notice of any of this i'm not going to do anything i'm just you know You'll be right, mate. Yes. Um, yes. So I actually received a message overnight from somebody who was like, Em, why are you doing all of this stuff? You know, it's going to be over in a couple of weeks. And, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it happens. And it really got me thinking um, that's not the case at all. I think if you are the kind of person in, 
the sense that you are burying your head in the sand about what your business may survive, um, what it looks like, and you think that it's just going to brush over and you can come back, you know, happy after a a three-week homestay holiday, that's just not the reality of it. Um, And when I spoke about that this morning, it was really about people having a look at, you know, I guess being honest with themselves, being honest about their business viability, being honest about the their ability to deliver their product or service and having a really honest conversation with themselves about potentially closing their businesses down now. And I think my message to those people is think with your head and not with your heart, you know, and and I get it. You know, you have, for a lot of people, they poured their hearts and souls into their business and have given it everything But I guess my message to those people is there is no shame in having to close that down. It is not a reflection on you. It is not a reflection on your business. And it is certainly, it is a reflection on the situation. And I think for me as a business advisor, I would much rather be working with a client who has thought logically and close that business down and then have come back to me and said, right, I am version 2.0 of this business is coming back bigger and stronger. What does that look like? How can you help? Mm, love this, yeah. Mm. Yep. Very important. Look, um, what we might do, ladies, is um, I'd love to just get you both, we, we'll wrap things up because I realise, you know, everybody's got a lot on today. Give me your 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 wrap up. What is your your what you want to leave everybody with? I mean, I thought that was pretty good, Emma. But it might be that you could let us know some of the things that you have available, what services you're offering currently, and and how we as Toowoomba locals can support local. Um, leave us with your final thoughts for the morning. Absolutely. So I actually have a Facebook group attached to my business page which is called Kick-Ass Women Doing Business. Now, (laughs) Peter and I have been very, very active in there. We are doing regular Facebook Lives to give people the information. Look, we get it. Nobody's got any money. This is a way for both of us to deliver our message about various stimulus packages, about what people can do now freely okay so you have access to both of us freely within that space um, to ask questions you know obviously you know it's delivered on maps so you know everybody's personal situation is going to be different but feel free to to join that page get involved in the conversation we've had some seen some really amazing collaborations out Um, But just don't be afraid to reach out. You know, now is more important than ever that we support each other, that we support small business. You know, Facebook's free. You know, keep your Facebook pages going. Um, You know, if you don't have a business, share the pages or the messages, you know, and just be kind, you know, be be kind to each other and be kind to yourself. Yes. Great advice. Thanks, Emma. Peter. Yeah, I think just to flow on from what Em said, um, I saw a comment on LinkedIn this morning just before we got on this um, Zoom call that 
it was a lawyer who was a general counsel somewhere who was saying that, you know, lawyers and accountants are using this time to profiteer. And I don't know what universe he is in, but it's one where people have money to spend on legal fees and accountants. Mm -hmm. That is not one that I'm currently in. So um, I suppose what exactly what Emma said, you know, we are making documents and resources available and general advice and access to us, which is honestly would be worth tens of thousands of dollars probably in 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 the pre-corona environment. And, you know, we're not doing that because we want a pat on the back or, or recognition for it. We're doing it because at its very base level, if we don't help local businesses get through this time, we're going to have no clients on the other side of it because there'll be no businesses in town. And because we have a genuine passion for, for helping people. And I mean, that Monday, like I referred to earlier, was just such a hard, difficult day um, because I came home and described it to my husband that it was like all my little business babies died on the same day and it was you know people ringing ringing us up and saying what can we what can we do and there not really being any easy answers for that so um what i would say is do access those resources like do make use of them i do truly believe that they could be the difference between your business surviving or not um on our website we've got a dedicated covid19 page Um, And we are putting all of these free resources up there. Now, it's not just commentary and articles, which, you know, you would have seen heaps doing the rounds on that. We have actual template documents on there. You download them in Word, you fill in the blanks for your business and you can roll them out. Um, There's a deed of variation of lease for anyone who's having trouble, um, tenants and landlords with the other party. There's a whole bunch of resources on there around why legally you need to come to a deal. Um, again, I think there's a lot of, we didn't really touch on leases, but there's a lot of misinformation getting around about the government's going to pay people's rent. I mean, I'm happy to be proved wrong, but I think that's never going to happen. Um, I think the guidelines are only going to reflect, to be honest, this, this code of conduct that they're going to publish this week is going to reflect the principles of negotiation, which I've already put in a document on our website. Um, so if you go and look at that and follow that, I think most people are going to be pretty much on the money and getting a deal that works in line with the government um, directives. So do do all those things is what I'd say to people is make, make those resources and then try and pay it forward. Like Em said, we're all in different scenarios. We all have different abilities to help and how we can help, but, but work out a way that you can pay it forward and however small you can do that. Um, do that because you know that's what's going to keep the world going at the moment absolutely Mm. well said Mm. and you know I love that we've got love that we knew how to pick the ladies of character and quality and you know and I think overall our Toowoomba region we're really rich in beautiful people who get community who get family and and that's oh could get choked up but you do see that emerging at the moment and it's and it's actually really beautiful so oh what an idiot I'm going to put all the links in (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just I love I think the thing is this you know years ago I remember Adam we were watching a a show it was like an American extreme home makeover show and one of the moments that really struck me was one of the interior designers he get to know one of the children and and this child said I love trains and he said you know this kid you know little Jimmy he loves trains so this week my passion is trains and and what I mean by sharing that is that 
when we see somebody's passion, when we when we get on that same page and hear their heart, um, you know, there's something that lights up in us. And I love meeting people who, who get that. So mm. I really do genuinely mean thank you for all your giving because it, it's it's a concerning time for you while you're trying to help somebody. And I just think that's really admirable. admirable. That's tough. Well done. It's really yeah. tough. And yeah. I'll be putting all the links in here so that people can access that. Um, as we wrap up today, Jody, can I hand over to you to give us a little bit of a sneak peek as to what we're talking about next week uh, here on Two Cents Worth? Well, next week I think we'll probably go down the parenting scenario because yes. we've got lots of mums and dads out there, both who are in the middle of having children or have just had children or have children running around the house now and are trying to homeschool, hey, Em. And run their um, businesses. And run their businesses all at the one time. So, yes, yeah. I think that'll be our, our next week. We'll uh, we'll dive into there and, and get a few people on and get them chatting about what we can do to survive yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Adam and I, we've got our six kids, so we certainly will have plenty of things we can add to that mix. <laughs> six kids. You see, what's going to happen is you all laugh that we've got six kids, but once this whole time is over, there's going to be a baby boom. That's right. <laughs> gonna, <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, and so I think, um, stop shaking your head, Shane. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Um, but there was... <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I might mention is uh, there's been a few people have, have messaged me saying, could you give me a shout out? What we're doing with Two Cents Worth, particularly on Instagram and Facebook, is whenever I'm posting a topic, it's a really great way for businesses or if you know somebody, get in there, jump under a topic and shout it out. Tell people what you know about them and, and allow people to hear about the amazing businesses around town. And if you, there's no, I know a lot of businesses are very, um, a lot of pages are don't self-promote. Two cents worth is about we want to hear from you. Give us your two cents worth. Give us your perspective. Shout out your business. Be proud of your business. So please, if anybody ever wants to put any comments in and it's from themselves, letting people know about their services, you are welcome to here in this space. That's what it's about. Ladies, Emma, Peter, thank you once again. Shane, I know you've been in there doing all the recording to make this into an amazing podcast. And um, talking to Woomba will be, uh, you've got a great episode with these lovely ladies that was recorded earlier so please pop over to talking to Woomba if you'd like to unpack a little bit further what these ladies do and uh, and to hear their conversation on that amazing podcast too thank you everyone thanks and guys. thanks guys all the very best bye, everyone get through this stay safe see you all. see you guys bye bye to have your two cents worth join us next week see you then bye.